You're listening to the Remax Hustle Podcast, brought to you by Remax of Western Canada. Well, hi there, and welcome to the Remax Hustle Podcast. My name is Wade Patterson. I'm a franchise development consultant with Remax of Western Canada, and I'm your host for this audio experience. The Remax Hustle Podcast is all about providing you with value by leveraging the knowledge and expertise of our Remax network. On this episode, I'm joined by Shandri Lewis, broker owner of Remax Professionals in St. Albert, Alberta. Shandri earned her real estate license at the age of 19 and has been with Remax since 2006. In 2018, she became the youngest female broker owner in the Remax of Western Canada system. When she's away from the office, Shandri enjoys keeping active at the gym and spending time with her two daughters. Shandri, welcome to the Remax Hustle podcast. Hey, Wade, thank you. So you got into real estate at the age of 19, but you also have a Bachelor of Arts degree from the University of Alberta. First off, what led you to choose a career in real estate? And second, how did you balance all of that at such a young age? Well, it kind of chose me. I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs. My parents had a retail store. And so I was working behind the till at age 12 and and worked with adults and customers growing up. So then when I finished high school, I started university, arts degree, sociology major, psych minor. And as a part-time job, I worked in a show home for a local builder. So that was a good job where I could do my homework, earn some money. And I also had a job at my parents' store as well. Then I realized that I liked where I worked for this builder. The builder encouraged me to get my real estate license. So I actually finished my university in three and a half years. So I started doing spring and summer school just so that I could get out. My parents told me I had to finish university. So finished that. And then on my 19th birthday, I actually got my real estate license. Back then, you could actually do your whole real estate license in three weeks in class in Alberta for, I think, 1200 bucks. And so I did that. It was pretty easy at the time because I was in school at the same time. I knew how to study. And then... From that point on, I knew I would be in real estate. I kept my license for two years without being at Remax, just because in Alberta, you didn't have to be with a brokerage right away. You could keep your license for two years. And then at that point, in my mind, there was no other option. It's just in St. Albert, Alberta, like I just knew Remax and I didn't, I didn't even consider any other brokerage. It's like, okay, real estate's next. Now I'm going to Remax. And then over all these years, you've stayed with the brand. So it seems like your original thought this is the only choice, rang true going forward. What has led you to stay with Remax all these years in? As soon as I graduated, I knew I wanted to commit to this and do it full time. When I was at Remax, I just looked through my office who was one of the top producers that needed help. So I went to the number one guy at the time. His name was Dave Williams. He was um, producing well over a million dollars every year. And I walked into his office and I said, I want to work with somebody. Are you hiring somebody to, to join your team? And he called me back an hour later and said, when can you start? So I started mentoring under Dave Williams. And uh, he was very hard on me, but in a good way. And I'm grateful for all of the lessons he taught me. I mean, I joined in 2007 in June with him, which was like the the peak of the recession. We were just going into the recession in Alberta. And I was 21 years old. And I made more money in that six months than any 20-year-old kid could ever imagine. But I also work seven days a week. And so I do owe it to him and 
to the lessons I learned while I was with him. I've heard quite often people talk about it's a good time when you're early in your career to face a really tough market rather than where it's easy to just be super successful and make a lot of money and that kind of thing. Did you find that in those early days joining Dave? Oh, yeah, definitely. Even right now, agents getting into real estate during COVID-19, then if they can get through this, they'll be successful down the road. Like if, if you can get in during a recession or a time where it's, it's a struggle for other realtors and you're successful, then, then it'll be smoother sailing down the road. So at what point did the transition happen from agent to broker, or at least in your mind that that was something that you wanted to look into? Well, it, was, it happened over time. I remember asking Dave why he never became a broker or, or an owner. And he said, well, I just love being a realtor. I love being out there selling and I'm good at it. And I said, okay, that's, that's cool. Um, and while working with him, I, I worked hard. I mean, I didn't have kids yet. I was single. I worked four open houses every, every weekend, and I really did hustle. I worked with him for three years. Then Dave, unfortunately, got ill and passed away. So after he passed away, I knew I wanted to continue in real estate, so I just tried it on my own. And I am thankful that I had a good client base by that point. By year four, I was able to succeed on my own. So. For the next eight years, I was just an individual agent. And then I also had gone, gotten married, had two kids, then divorced. And being a single mom on my own, I was just kind of evaluating what I love most about real estate, but also what works for my lifestyle. And what I liked most about real estate was my office and the people in it and my city and the interactions with people and helping people to either buy a home and end up in a place where they're really happy or the interactions with the agents in my office and seeing them doing well. And I also started to notice that when we'd have team building events or community events or office meetings, people were starting to call or text me to say, I'm running late or, hey, when are we doing this barbecue or when are we doing this? And I just kind of realized, why are people all coming to me? I, I was the youngest uh, female in the office. <laughs> the youngest female agent. And I'm like, why, why is everybody coming to me? It's, I took that as a sign. So they were, they were coming to me maybe for, for questions or leadership. So just one day, I'm really big into podcasts and, and audiobooks and, and self-development and growth. And I was at the gym one day listening to this audiobook, and it was talking about when something's nagging at you or eating at you, there's something that you, you need to pay attention to. And if it keeps on coming up in your mind, you need to act on it. It kept on coming up. So I left the gym, drove to my office at Remax, had a conversation with the broker owner at the time, expressed interest in purchasing the office. And he was going on vacation two days later. So I said, well, tell me everything and I'll make a decision by the time you're back in two weeks. Wow. <laughs> Some people call me maybe uh, impulsive, <laughs> but I'm just decisive. <laughs> I love that. that. That's a good way of framing it. So you're now two years into the process. What unexpected challenges have there been, or has it been exactly what you thought it was going to be? No, not exactly what I thought it would be at all. Way more challenging, but I also am still very happy I did what I did. I do love my job, and every day I, I don't look at it as a job, but I am very happy with it. But again, it is way more difficult than I thought. Two different aspects, being a broker and an owner as well. So what are some of those challenges? Being the broker, um, you have to be well-versed in real estate and real estate practice and know how to solve problems and to look after your clients. 
And that I, I credit back to Dave a lot. He crossed his T's, dot his I's, and that's where I learned. That's where my knowledge came from. When you get your broker's license, they don't teach you the practice of real estate. They, pra- they teach you the act and they teach you about trust accounts. They don't really teach you how to sell real estate. So that's what I rely heavily on is, is my background in real estate. Ownership is, you know, managing staff, retention, recruiting, being on top of the brand, franchise guidelines. There's, there's so much involved with that. So I do feel like there's a few different hats that I wear and it is a lot. Right now, our agent, our office has just under 50 agents. There's a lot of people to look after and to be available to. Yeah, no kidding. So I guess what would what would your advice be? I mean, I always like to ask this question. Usually what I ask agents, okay, knowing everything you've learned over the past X amount of years, what would you tell yourself on day one if you could go back in time? I know that this is two years in, but same question to you. What would you what piece of advice would you give yourself two years ago getting into this? Gosh, I would say just to always do the next best thing, to do what's right next. And you might not always know exactly what that is, but to choose what the right thing is in that moment, which you think is best, and do that. And then learn from the mistakes and not to be too hard on yourself. I think sometimes, especially my first year, I, I had so many different ideas and plans and goals. I love my office and I just wanted it to be even better and stronger. And so I went pretty hard and made a lot of changes pretty quickly and just purely because I care, because I just, I care almost too much where if something didn't go right, I might be a little bit harder on myself, but I've come to, to learn and I'm still working on it to just, you know, be a little bit softer with myself even. Interested in learning more about a career in real estate? Head over to joinremax.ca. Office culture is an interesting one, and I know that's something that, that you strive for. It's a term that I think is tossed around sometimes and almost becomes a bit of a buzzword. And the danger with that is that from time to time, the meaning of culture, it, it's maybe watered down or everyone has a different interpretation. What is your interpretation of office culture? What does that mean to you? And how do you strive to have a healthy office culture? A positive culture in one office is going to be very different from another office, and that really has to do with leadership. And that's one thing in my office that there was a great culture before, and there is a great culture now, but I do believe that they are different. Previous owner of our office was a man in his 60s. I'm a 35-year-old woman with different goals, and I have a different vision for the office. There are some agents that might have appreciated his culture more, and then there's agents that appreciate mine more. So I think culture is going to be defined by each individual differently, and however that speaks to them. For me and my office, it's heavily based on collaboration, teamwork, working together and not against each other, and just always pushing the needle forward. In your career now as a broker owner, you touched on it there, but and this is a direct question, feel free to answer it or not. Being a woman in the industry, has it been challenging or what has been your experience with that? The biggest challenges that I have felt have been my age and being a female. And these are things that I never, ever thought, never even crossed my mind when I decided to do what I did. I I didn't even, it didn't even cross my mind up until even 
a week or two before the announcement was made. There were rumors out there about, oh, Shandri Lewis, she's going to be buying this office. And so there are rumors out there. So as soon as we made the announcement, that next month was a whirlwind. There were some people that really didn't like it, honestly, that I was buying the office. I heard she's inexperienced. She's young. She's a single mom. She won't survive. I, I heard it all. And I really just learned not to really care and to just keep on going on my path. And I have seen the other side too, though, where some people have come to me right away. I was getting text messages and emails and calls saying, good for you. Like, this is awesome. We were excited to see a young female here in this role. And I've never seen a single mom not succeed at whatever she tries. Yeah, well, it's nice to hear at least there is, you know, the other side of it. It's unfortunate about the first side. I want to talk a little bit about one of the things that you and your office did during, I don't say during the global pandemic, we are still amidst a global pandemic, but really when we were kind of in the the heightened state of it all, and that was a great community fundraiser, which was a bottle drive. Can you talk a little bit about that, why it was good for the community and why it was also good for your agents to take part in that? Yeah, it was it was really cool. So every year I'm, I'm big on community events and community involvement. So when I looked at my calendar from for January, we had things like participation in the rodeo, doing a barbecue, participating in the parade, a water park kickoff party, a booth at the um, Halloween haunt, all these different things mapped out for the year. And then when COVID hit, that was all kind of put on hold. I mean, we couldn't do any of that. So we maintained our meetings. We have two meetings a week as an office. So we moved those to Zoom right away. And at one of the meetings we were talking and I joked about how, you know, people are drinking a little bit more right now. There's probably a lot of bottles. hundred <laughs> percent. And then it was like, wait a minute, light bulb moment. A bottle drive would raise so much money right now. And we were also in that same conversation talking about how the St. Albert Food Bank was in need. So I said, okay, well, let's just do this. In a span of five days, we planned this bottle drive, started advertising it on social media and the paper. We had to take down addresses from residents all over St. Albert so we knew where to go pick, up, pick the bottles up. And then we had to map out which agents are volunteering with which vehicles and which community they would go and collect from. So by we yeah, started advertising on a Sunday. It was going to be on Friday. And on Thursday night, I realized we had 700 houses to collect wow. from. Wow. So we ended up reaching out to a local moving company. They came, brought two five-ton trucks for us to load into. We had the Bottle Depot guy ready. And long story short, we had one day of collecting bottles. The Bottle Depot took three weeks counting the bottles. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And we ended up raising $18,004. That's phenomenal. From bottles. From bottles, yeah. You're right, though. It was the... And and people, it seems like a lifetime ago. It was only a few months ago, but... That is the truth of, you know, a lot of people were doing more frequent trips to the liquor store, perhaps, and that kind of thing. And and I think it would have meant a lot. I know that our local Remax office here in Kelowna did something a few weeks after that. And my fiance and myself, we were thrilled. We had all the boxes, or sorry, all the bags of bottles stored up. I want to come back to what was your agent's reaction? Because at that time, there were still people doing real estate, I'm sure, but it was more difficult and maybe less frequent. Was that something that was timely for them to get involved with? Yes. And this was just at the end of April. Some agents were still working, of course. Many were, but maybe not quite as busy because we did see a deep dip in sales during that month. 
when I pitched this all to them, they were all on board because, for one, this is an outing. We wore gloves and masks and social distance, so we, we kept safety in mind. But it was a team-building event at the same time. So we had everybody out helping in some capacity, and the vibe was just real high energy. Everyone was positive. Some people said it was the best event we've ever done as an office without even knowing how much we, we raised. And it, it was kind of a no-brainer, too, because we were deemed an essential service we are able to still be out working. There was something we could actually do here. And the people that we were picking bottles up from, it wasn't just one bag or one box. It was four or five, six boxes on driveways with notes saying, thank you for doing this. And, and the food bank, the, the lady that we gave the check to, she cried when she received it on behalf of the food bank. Oh my goodness. That is, that is such a cool, mm-hmm. such a cool initiative. I love it. And Chandri, since this is the Remax Hustle podcast, we like to end every episode with a hustle tip. So what is your Remax Hustle tip for accomplishing a task when you really need to get something done? Do something that your tomorrow self will thank you for. So, so yeah, so you have a task that you need to do. Maybe it's cold calling. Maybe it's populating your database, which is so important that not enough agents do. Do it today. So tomorrow you can have even a better day or ask for that price reduction and tomorrow you might get an offer. But I also believe it's stuff like go to your doctor appointment today, look after yourself, take the day off, take a breather, do something that tomorrow you'll benefit from, whether it's mentally, physically. We've had about 60 of these episodes so far and I've heard do the hardest thing first in a day, but I haven't heard that tweak on it of do something. And whether it's health-wise or mental health-wise or whatever it is, I love that. Thank you so much, Shandri, for taking the time to share your knowledge on this episode of the Remax Hustle podcast. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And that's all for this episode. We hope you took away an idea or strategy to help grow your business and perhaps most importantly, allow you to continue that Remax Hustle. We'll catch you next time. Thanks so much for listening to the Remax Hustle podcast. Please make sure to subscribe and rate this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from.